everybody. Welcome to Cats on Film Pod. I'm your host, Ray Island, here with my co-host, Skipper. Thanks for joining us every Tuesday as we review cats and film. There will be spoilers. On today's show, we're reviewing Arsenic and Old Lace. It was released in 1944, so trigger warning for mid-20th century Hollywood racism. Not really violently so, just that Everybody except a few extras are white. There's a racist music cue when we see an Asian lady, and they've got one of those jockey ornaments in front of the Brewster house. There may be some rude language that I don't recognize because it's so old-fashioned. Oh, and the old aunties are definitely bigoted against foreigners. The overall joke is supposed to be that they're good sweet ladies except for the murders, but they're not exactly good people to begin with, like the script thinks that their anti-Italian bigotry is acceptable behavior. Yes, they do have this sweet old lady characteristic of keeping a quiet ginger house cat who does go unnamed. It lives in the Brewster house in Brooklyn with two old aunties and their nephew, Teddy. Their other nephews, Mortimer and Jonathan, stop by on Halloween. It's another crazy white people story and, like, genuinely mentally ill. When Mortimer learns that there are two corpses in the house, he rushes around trying to figure out how to protect his beloved aunties from being brought to justice. Yes, the cat is impressively relaxed considering the bugle playing and murders. Maybe that's why the kitty was hiding in the corpse-filled cellar until Teddy went down there. Yeah, the cat's just chilling under the dinner table while the aunties try coaxing a grumpy old white guy into drinking poisoned elderberry wine, even after he said he doesn't drink. The cat's in on it. Thankfully, no kitty actually got stepped on, since they could just use a yowling cat sound when the scenes blacked out. They make a point of never really showing either of the corpses. I guess the gruesomeness would have added too much realism to the screwy comedy. No, showing a corpse in the 40s wasn't against code, just actual gruesome murders. Although the code does say filmmakers aren't supposed to lead audiences to sympathize with criminals, and that's exactly what this movie is all about. No, the cat doesn't have much of a personality. It's really more comedic set dressing those three times. True, a cat's habit of mostly keeping to themselves, especially when strangers are in the house, is quite feline. Hmm, except around the murder victims. Tabby's right in the thick of it for poisoning a man, moving a body, and burying it. But what does the cat gain from supervising the murders? (laughs) Oh, Skipper, you are bad. No, no, Skipper, not a bad cat. That's just an expression about, like, like dark humor. You're a good kitty. Yes, you are. I love you, Skipper. Well, what's your review of the feline representation in Arsenic and Old Lace? Two out of four paws for Arsenic and Old Lace. The unnamed Tabby does okay, but doesn't get to show much personality in their brief moments on screen. Thank you for listening to Cats on Film Pod. Know someone who loves silly old movies? Remember to share this episode with them. Cats on Film Pod is voiced and produced by Ray Island, with the music by The Dose Man and additional sounds from freesound.org. Follow us online at Cats on Film Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Podfan. Cats on Film Pod.